Coming up today on the Nosebleed Seats podcast with Zach Wolchuk and Eric Chiafalo, we get into some of the Cowboys' biggest needs this offseason. What is going on with the quarterbacks? Ryan Tannehill to Washington. Kyler Murray, where does he end up? And some wide receiver news. Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham Jr. on the move. Who might be interested? All coming up next on the show everyone can afford to listen to. The Nosebleed Seats. Yes, of course. But before we get to the show, Walchuck, we got to tell our listeners about our good friends over at Lone Star Green CBD. The website is officially up and running, LoneStarGreenCBD.com. I got mine right to my doorstep, my peppermint tincture oil right to my doorstep. I know you did too, Walchuck. Heck, yes, I did. And I'll tell you what, this stuff will change your life. CBD can treat all kinds of things. You can use it pain relief, neuroprotectant. Neuroprotectant, my man, people don't know what that means. Seizures. Alzheimer's, dementia, anti-anxiety. If you have anxiety, which I do, this thing will help with that. It increases your appetite if you're just having trouble eating or you're just not feeling hungry anymore. And it'll improve your sleep if you're having trouble staying up at night. There's so many different uses for CBD, and there's no better place to go than Lone Star Green CBD. You might think, hey, I can go buy this thing over the counter at my local CBD shop. Don't do it. You'll be paying double the price. You go online to our boys at LoneStarGreenCBD.com. Put in our promo code, NBS15. Get 15% off, my friends. No better place to go than Lone Star Green CBD. What about a Cowboys conversation? Cowboys conversation. Excellent! Are we doing that? Yeah. Didn't we do that? Yeah, we're doing it. Did you mention it? I said Cowboys' biggest needs. Oh, you did? Yeah. I missed it. I'm a bleephole. I'm sorry. Jeez. All right, let's do the show. Damn it. It's about that time for some nosebleed seats to show everyone can afford to listen to. I'm Zach Wolchuk alongside my main man, Eric Chiafalo. And she, as always, we are powered by the Pro Football Network, which are doing amazing things. We are on every Tuesday, but we've got some killer other podcasts going on with the PFN Podcast Network. We've got the Future Is Now podcast with George Templeton, just to start with our fearless leader, King Kai, which comes out coming up, I think, actually, Thursday is his slot. Is that is that right? I believe so. He doesn't so. follow us. He closes He closes up shop. He, no, he doesn't close up shop because on Fridays, we've now got a new edition. Do we really? Any given Friday. Stop it. Yes, my man, with Eric Wydecki. Now, Eric, I apologize if I'm pronouncing that last name wrong. I'm sorry, but I think it's Wydecki. Yeah, it's. De- I, I hope it's why Dicky, and then but it of might course, be why Dicky. Oh, why Dicky? I hope. I'm not saying it is. Okay. I, I, I don't have a clue. I don't know either. He's got a great first name though. Love it, and a great show. And on Wednesdays, of course, David McGrath, the Bostonian yeah. himself, D-Money. with the Evil Empire podcast, and we're holding down Tuesdays for you. And we are the nosebleed seats. But you don't just have podcasts on the Pro Football Network. There's a plethora, a cornucopious amount of other treats. Absolutely, man. You got the team-specific articles. You got the draft profile articles. And, of course, the uh, the weekly sort of big, controversial, uh, you know, massive topic of the of the week articles as well. So you got, you know, really everything you could ever dream of. NFL, you can follow them on Twitter at PFN365. And, obviously, the website, profootballnetwork.com. So follow us on Twitter. Hit us up at the website and uh, consume the best football content in the world. We are slowly taking over the industry. Again, we are your hosts. I'm Zach Wolchuk. You can find me on Twitter at Zach Wolchuk. That's at Z-A-C-H-W-O-L-C-H-U-K. And she, where can the peeps find you, my friend? 
At Chiafalo Sports, that's another tough last name. So, why, Dicky? I can I, I see eye to eye with you, brother. I feel you. My last name is Chiafalo, C H I O F A L O Sports. At Chiafalo Sports on Twitter, it is super creative and yeah, it's awesome. It is so creative, dude. Yeah. Did you think of that all by yourself? Believe it or not, I did. All right, well, we got a ton of football to get into, my friend, because even though it's the off season. Football season never sleeps. But we're going to start things off with a staple here on the NBS, and that is a little bit of Cowboys conversation. Oh, man, I love this. Okay, this is exciting. Now, I know. Now, Walchuk is our resident Cowboys fan, so he is our biased Cowboys lover. He bleeds blue and silver. Silver and blue. Emmett Smith is the fathead on his ceiling. He is my hero. Directly above his bed. Yes. And so I have to keep him accountable. Now, we work for the home of the Dallas Cowboys, 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. So we're right there in the heart of things. Flagship, baby. And so we're here. We're going we're gonna to open up the show probably every week talking boys, baby. If you want to push it on every week, it's his idea. His idea. Be mad at him, not me. But America's team, baby. Yeah, sorry, Corey. I know you're not a Cowboy guy, but here's the deal. Walchuk, we're killing this thing. We're doing Cowboys conversation. I got a couple questions for you, but let's do some. Let's do a little house cleaning. Cowboys have done a couple of things in the last, I don't know, 24, 24 yeah. hours. Yeah, constantly moving. They've come out and said David Irving at defensive tackle, not going to be back with the Cowboys next You're season. Kidding. Yeah, yeah, no, David, a guy who, when he can get on the field, this dude's one of the best. He wreaks havoc. Great football player. The issue is... Yeah, what is the issue? A lot of off-the-field problems, and it's not necessarily anything arrests uh, such. He's got... Though he does have that, right? um, You know... Let's not make assumptions here. Yeah, exactly, that kind of thing. He's got issues in terms of family. Um, I I don't know if it's a wife or a fiancé, but... An ex-girlfriend or ex-relationship, yeah. and they do have a child together. He's failed there's, a couple of tests, has he not? There's Yes, uh, some some PED use, uh, steroids, that gotcha. kind of stuff like that. Well, that makes and, of sense. course, he's famous for the pierced nipple. Yeah, he does have the pierced nipples, yes. which I saw poking out of his shirt they, whenever I was at the game and I got to see him in the locker room. It, it, it makes sense. He looks like a guy that injected steroids directly into his eyeballs. Into the eyeballs. He's six seven. He's a lean, mean machine. He was. Now, when I saw him most recently, he was not that. You're way. just chumming it up with David, huh? Yeah, just you know, kicking it with David. A couple of boys. Yeah, yeah. He towers over everybody. He, he is a massive human. He is an absolute species man when he at, is at the top of his game. No question. But like you said, he hasn't really played much, so. Uh, you're not too sad to see him go. No, you know the guy. Love his commercials. The, Love his oh, little his commercials, commercials are terrible. Man. Anybody outside of DFW has no idea what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, the local about. DFW. Uh, what is it? What is it? Is it a? Uh, oh, it's gosh. like a lawyer. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's one of the Some lawyers. Kind of Greg Adams, George name. Abbott, or yeah, Abbott, Abbott and Associates, or something like one that. Of the Abbots. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good at all. But no, the thing with David Irving is he's never available. Uh, he's he's an excellent player, and a while because he was so good when he was on the field. That's why the Cowboys put up with his garbage. But. He all of a sudden has a bum ankle in October, and it keeps him out the whole season. And it's because he just never showed up to the facilities. The Cowboys never expected him to be there. So, no, good riddance. Sounds like we got a uh, potential need there at the old defensive tackle spot. Absolutely they do. All right, so we're going to get to your top three needs here for the Cowboys, I think, relatively soon. I I know you didn't know we were going to do that, but I want your – I mean, nothing matters to me more in this world than Walchuk's three top three needs of the Dallas football Cowboys. So we're going to get to that now, but there's some Terrence Williams. Is he falling off more scooters? Yeah, Terrence Williams and the scooter. That's one that, uh, well, we don't know that story. Look it up because it's hilarious. Kendall Wright, where are you, sir? 
What the hell, Kendall? The Cowboys have declined to pick up Terrence Williams' option for 2019, making him a free agent. He now will forfeit his $3.5 million base salary and $4 million due to him in uh, 2020. So, overall, the bad contract, the re-signing of Terrence Williams, the Cowboys never should have done, even though he had quite the playoff run in 2014 in the two games against the Lions and the Packers. Good game, Bye-bye, Terrence. Don't let the ball hit you in the face on the way out. Yeah, no, it'll hit him right in the chest. Right in the chest and doink right off. That dude has zero hands. That wasn't a doink. That was a dong. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, Terrence Williams, dude. Oh, my gosh. No, listen. Any any team that wants a receiver that catches the ball you with can his do chest or his face, you know, Terrence is your guy. All this if you guy want a do. really solid blocking wide receiver, you know, <laughs> he's your guy. He's a heck of a blocker. I'd prefer my left tackle be the blocker, but listen, if that's your thing, Terrence, ride it, bro. He does love to ride things. Yeah, he loves to fall off him as well. Oh, man, curb stomp. Terrence, I'm sorry, buddy. Bye-bye. Look, if you're a, fan, a team out there and you have a receiving need, and your team brings in Terrence Williams, just know there's somebody out there better, and they're probably playing the AAF right now. Here's the thing, Terrence. You can ride the scooter, bro. Just don't do it while bleep-faced at 3 a.m. Yeah. I mean, that's it. And then... You could ride the scooter. Just own it. When you get pulled over, just own it. Don't try and say, well, my buddy who's in another state is driving your car. Good God. Lord almighty, Terrence. Be a better person, Terrence. Oh, Terrence, dude. You can just do so much better, man. Not again. Not again, T-Will. All right, what do you think? What team's dumb enough to reach for uh, a Terrence Williams? Oh, Take geez. a flyer out on T-Will. The Jeets? Camp body? Yeah, I, I, can see the, I can see Adam Gaze. I'll tell you what Adam Gaze did. He took, the, he took a washed-up Bryce Butler, sent him down to Miami, and he made a couple of plays. There you go. I mean, people Bryce are talking Butler. About, hey, listen, Bryce Butler right now in Miami, people are talking about him. Is he like, really he there? Be, he could be a little, yeah. He showed up in Miami? He could be a little something. So he went from Arizona back to the Cowboys, then to Miami? He went to Miami. Unbelievable. Yeah, he finished out the last few games in Miami. So, hey, maybe Adam Gates has an affinity what? for these guys. What Terrence Williams it? finds himself in New York City, falling off scooters in the uh, in the Big Apple. Hey, that's primetime stuff. Dallas and Miami love to do that. They trade off on each other's old rotten goods. Yeah, we I mean, that. Zach Thomas We've had his last few years. Yeah, don't you ever Dallas. call him rotten goods, you dirty By bastard. that time, he, he wasn't very good. Listen, I watched him explode on uh, Brandon Jacobs in a Dallas Cowboys uniform. Brandon Fair. Jacobs was like 6'7", yeah. 400 pounds, all muscle, I'm pretty sure. And yes. Zach, Zach Thomas blew him up. Yeah, he had a decent year, I guess. He had a decent play. I'll give him Maybe that play. I won't really two. give him anything else. Yeah, he was definitely not a shell of what he was. Love but you, Zach. Gavin Escobar, Anthony Fasano. You mean Escobar? Escobar. Uh, See the yeah, crazy Fasano, play he We've made? had Keith Davis. Oh, don't Keith even get Davis. me started on these, Goodness, Dol- these Cowboys, the Dolphins, man. Goodness. Bad, yeah, bad times. We had Columbo for a second. Yeah, we did the Columbo thing. Of course we did. Um, so yeah, it, Columbo. It's, it's bad. All right. So quickly Cowboys conversation before we get into other NFL jibber jabber, um, Cowboys, man. I mean, they lose a David Irving, um, you know, Cole Beasley's on the market. They got receiver issues. I know you're not crazy about some of their spots on their defense, even though as a whole, their defense is pretty awesome. So I ask you, Walchuk, the only the only thing, the only words that matter on all things Cowboys, Mr. Zach Walchuk, what is your third biggest Cowboys offseason need? Man, at number three. Coming at, in hot. At number three, I'm going to say safety. Okay. At I number like three it. is safety. And I like Xavier Woods as a player. I think Xavier Woods is pretty solid back sure. there. 
but you can do better than Jeff Heath. Can Jeff you, though? Yeah, absolutely. Can you? A hundred percent. Is that the same Jeff Heath that led the league, according to PFF, in missed tackles? Please don't patronize me right now. Okay, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is. It's that Jeff Heath. It is that Jeff. You okay. can definitely upgrade over hey, Jeff Hey, listen, Heath. man, clarification's sake, that's all. No doubt. And maybe they go the free agency route, whether it's an Earl Thomas, and you constantly hear that link. And I think the Cowboys absolutely, 110% need to do that. They haven't had a playmaking safety since Darren Bleepin' Woodson. Yeah. So it's been 15 years. I mean, Oof. we're talking a long, You're not long, giving Roy Williams any love? Oh, dude, no. Come on, big boy Roy. But, well, he, have you, did you see that guy try and cover? Yeah. He could hit. Good. Roy not Williams good. could hit. He could thump you. No, he'll he had a good first, you know, you. his initial three years in the league weren't bad. He but was then, the perfect safety in the early 2000s. Right. But Roy Williams today sudden, has to be a linebacker. Exactly. He's TJ McDonald uh, chasing after somebody while they go score TJ McDonald is out. way better. Yeah. No, TJ McDonald is, is garbage. He's not a good player, but He's that speaks trash. to how bad Roy Williams was in coverage. Did you see those hips? Yeah. No, that's true. Tight is. God. Yeah. Tight is. Yeah. Right. So safety definitely up there. Uh, safety's up there. Okay, and you want them, so you're going for Earl. You're not I'm thinking about any of these uh, these these college safeties. You want to go for a college safety, that's fine with me, but I think if you're going to improve your team in free agency, that's the guy to go and get. He's got championship pedigree. He knows Chris Richard's defense. He can come in immediately and be that playmaker that this defense needs. And the secondary isn't that bad. They're really deep at corner. Byron's coming off his best season. You have Cheeto there who's grooming and stepping up into his third year. I think Earl Thomas can elevate that defense. It was sixth best in football last year. You put Earl Thomas on the back end, I think they're up in the top three. All right, very good. All right, let's head to number two. Lucky number dose. What you got for me, baby? Dallas Cowboys' biggest offseason need. Oh, boy, oh, boy, According to Zach Walchuk, the only voice that matters on all things Cowboys is... I'm going to go with defensive line. Oh, wow. Defensive line. Back-to-back defensive spots on what was already a very, very good defense, Mr. Walchuk. It was a very good defense, but I think their playoff loss to the Rams showed you. You got to get some beefcakes in the middle. Oh, I love a good beefcake. They got to get some beefcakes I'm not a fan of the beef curtain. Love the beefcake. Now, for some reason, they just don't value defensive tackles. One tech, three tech. They think third, fourth round. We're going to go ahead and get our guy or they're going to go ahead and find another Antoine Woods somewhere as an unrestricted free agent or pluck him off someone else's practice squad. That's what they did with David Irving. They got him off the Kansas City Chiefs practice squad. That's right. They just so, shuffled. They're not paying big money. No, they they're traded Ryan Switzer after, for Jihad Ward. You know, they'll experiment on stuff like that. They're not going after the Indomitian Sues of the world, that kind of thing. And I wish that they would. I wish they would. Is now but, the time? I think now's the time. I think this is the year. When you look at Dak Prescott in the final year on his rookie deal, if you can find a guy like an Indomitian Sioux that's down for a one-year $8 to $10 million contract and you've got the cap space and you're not extending Dak this year, go ahead. Dude, if Sue's still go willing ahead. to be a one-year mercenary kind of guy, Absolutely. that's beautiful. You Sign don't tie me up, up long-term, give me, give me that. I'm oh, with you. That is, a, that is a home run. If you can get Earl Thomas, and he, Earl will probably want a three-year deal, whatever. I'll give him that. I don't care. Yeah, but he's going to want probably. That's fine. I'll I give mean, Earl what he wants. Eric Reed just got I'll give whatever what he, he got, and that was pretty, pretty hefty. The Cowboys wanted to go after Eric Weddle. And he, they got outbid for the Baltimore Ravens. This show is just, back. There's so many Eric's in this show between uh, Wadicky, Wadicky, Wadicky. I'm sorry, Wadicky. Myself, and then we got Weddle making an appearance, and then we got Eric Reed making an appearance. This is incredible. This so is, many Eric's. It's just an Eric party. It's the Eric show. Gosh, this is good. But those two would be huge. Good I think more ratings. than likely, great ratings. More, you're talking about America's team, baby. The ratings are coming. Whether I was thinking good or bad. talking about Eric's. Lots of finishing in general, huh? Um, who? Giggity, giggity, giggity. 
I'd love thinking? Sue. I'd love Sue. What about Grady Jarrett? Oh, because well, that's, that's not happening. Long. He's getting a long term deal for big money. Yeah, but that, he's Cowboys still he, he's not he's not an old Indomitian Sioux kind no, of guy. No, he's be, a baller. Well, yeah, but the Cowboys aren't going to do that. They're, okay, they're, fair they're enough. Just, they're very frugal in free agency. So you're attacking free agency with your two with with your third biggest need and your second biggest need. As with, I don't think they're attacking defensive line or defensive tackle with their in free agency. In free agency. They're gonna Rod Marinelli's gonna find a guy in the third or fourth round and take him. Let's okay. just hope he's good. But but you'd be down with him to do that if, if love that. If it if Dominican Sue says, Yeah, I'd like to play for the Cowboys for one year, whatever it is. I mean ten mil I think is what he got with the Rams. One year, yeah, one year. And I don't think he'd like get whatever. more than ten. I mean he was he got was okay for them. He stepped up in big games. It's pretty much like just anything for one year just doesn't really bother me. Exactly. I'm about it. Uh but I think the draft will be more likely there. Earl Thomas and free agency to help three. Number one. Oh, this is huge. It's tight end. Wow. And, it, you know, receivers definitely up there, too. The, these kind of go hand in Finally hand. Finally some offense, man. Jeez. But this team is desperate for a legit tight end, and you're, you're very deep at that in the draft this year. You know, whether an Isaac Nod is there in the second round or a Sternberger from Texas A&M, they like tight ends they can block. Yeah, Sternberger ain't your guy. Then. No, but <laughs> oh, hell. they've got those guys. Oh, like, God. I watch Sternberg. He's not, get but tossed. Isaac Nada is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You well, know, so yeah, he can do a little bit. A little. Bit I'm not sure where they're going to go. For me, the new age NFL. I want me some Sternberger, but with the Cowboys, like, here's the question: Jason Garrett's in the last year of his deal. So, do they go ahead and just say, "F this, we're going to pick the tight end that we just we want here. We're not going to go based on whatever Garrett's inline blocking system is because we don't know our future." Or are they going to say the coaches are pounding the table for an inline kind of blocker that also has receiving versatility or crossing Sternberger off the list. That is so that would just be so dumb to me in this day and age with the kind of guys they have at their tight end position on their roster right now, which is not much in terms of guys that can go down the seam. That is what you want, dude. What you, you need. want these kind of guys. Sternberger, I made fun of his blocking, but his his as a seam threat, really that good. is what you want, dude. Absolutely. If you're basing your your first round draft pick or your second round draft pick in the Cowboys sake uh, and and you're going after a tight end, and your number one priority is to get an inline bleeping blocker. Yeah, then you can. I mean, I would hate to be a Cowboys fan. That's all I can say. I'm hoping because I don't they, want uh, to disrespect you. I would say more, but I don't want to disrespect you. And it's more so just a, entire, I, I, it's you know, more so base. a complete tight end. It's not necessarily yeah, like we're going to get a, an inline blocker. But if an, if a tight end can't guys, block at all, fine. if a tight end can't, no. But Eric, I think you're you're over exaggerating the point here. It's not like they're going to find a blocking tight end. Just a more well-rounded player. Gotcha. Like if a Sternberger can't block at all, I wonder if they'll just say that's not that's not for us. That's not our flavor. We need a tight end that can hold his own. But I'll say this: like Rico Gathers couldn't block at all. But when you watch the tape, the few snaps that he got, he just proved to be so big. It was tough for defensive line him to get out and get get around him. Yeah. So sometimes just having size can help. The Cowboys need a receiving threat though at the tight end position. I liked what Blake Jarwin did, but you can improve there. Dalton Schultz, mid-round pick, good depth guy. But they sure. need that number one tight end, and that would also help Dak Prescott out immensely. Oh, my gosh, that would just be huge. I couldn't agree with you more. In terms of what they need offensively, it's absolutely a tight end and one that can go down the seam over the middle, be one of these guys in their own division. they got to go up against Zach Ertz. And uh, and Dallas oh, and Goddard so now, who's good. starting Both to come them. alive a little bit. Evan oh. Ingram is a heck of a player. Jordan Reed, Jordan Reed though, always injured. So uh, And across the league, man, I mean, it's just if you have a stud tight end, then you are probably in very, very good shape. It's a great thing to have, and your quarterback will just love it.
So, yeah, I'm with you. I think that's great. So, number one, just to recap, it's tight end first and foremost. Then it's defensive tackle. Then it's safety in terms of the Cowboys' offseason priorities. Absolutely. You can throw receiver in there as well, depending on what happens with Cole Beasley. Okay, so that's kind of like just missed the cut kind of deal? Just missed the cut. All right. And that's a slot? That'd be a slot? That'd be... I know you love your slots, man. It'd probably be a slot, more of a slot guy. Although, I don't mind a player that can can do both because you can put Amari Cooper in the slot. And so you're saying he, you don't want him necessarily super slotty because maybe if he could get outside, play a little X, it's not, not, not bad. Not bad for me. All right. Damn, slots. Like a Tyrell Williams in free agency. Ooh, man, Walchuk's spending some coin this mm. offseason, baby. I like it. Yeah, I'd like the Cowboys Come to be on, a little Steven, more Come on, Steven, let's see if you got the balls, Jerry. Hell, I want a bigger boat. Probably going to hit the draft up for that, too, though. That's what they like to do. Draft and develop, baby. And they've done a pretty good job in recent years. Okay, one final question for you before we move on. Uh, what do you think, if they got a free agent uh, of relative name substance here, who do you think is that guy? Earl Thomas. Okay. That's the guy. All right. If they're going to get a guy of relative name quality, like a, a, a quote-unquote big fish, it's Earl Thomas. The only guy I think they'd pay for. All right. That'd be tasty. All right, that's enough Cowboys conversation. Let's go ahead and switch gears to the rest of the NFL. And we're going to start things off, my friend, with Odell Beckham Jr. and the New York football giants. We're going to keep things in the NFC East. I don't know if you saw this, but Chris Sims went out and reported that the New England Patriots were extremely interested in Odell Beckham Jr., And actually, their interest kind of swayed the Giants to think, well, maybe we shouldn't even trade this guy in the first place. The Patriots want him. We don't want to give him away. Then he just goes and wins a Super Bowl, which he would have done. And I think the Patriots ended up getting Josh Gordon out of the deal, which, unfortunately, for for Josh and New England, the same old story happened with Josh Gordon. He was suspended after seemingly finding his rhythm there. Next thing you know, he's off the field again. Yeah, yeah. Well, this whole Odell Beckham Jr. thing is pretty interesting. It's a little bit against what the Patriots are about because usually they are, they, it's kind of, uh, they don't want to overspend for some of these high risk, uh, risk players. You know, they'll go get a a Randy Moss, but they're, they're just going to, they're going to trade a late round pick and they're not going to be paying them very much money. You know, Odell Beckham Jr. or, or, you know, Flash Gordon, they did the same thing, not making much. Not you know if if he's if he's here he's not here it's not the end of the world we're not going to give up much for him uh, Odell Beckham Jr. they would have had to give up well according to the Amari Cooper trade you think that's a first round pick yep. minimum yep uh, and, and they so, gave up a first to get Brandon Cooks and you're talking about um, you're talking about a, a guy in Odell Beckham Jr. who's already signed the big money deal so that means you're taking on that contract as well it just seems a little bit out of the norm for what New England's doing used to doing but it does kind of make sense when you think about the fact that. Brady's only got so much more time left. Belichick probably only so much more time left. They're kind of coming to the end. So if there's ever a time to go for that stud player, like what the Rams have done, you know, you look across the league and you're like, dang, the team that we went up against, they they went out and got a bunch of big fish. Why not? So I understand it, but it's a little bit out of the norm for New England. Yeah, I mean, from your point, I agree with it in terms of what they would be giving up. But they did just give up a first-round pick for Brandon Cooks a few years back with New Orleans. So now the the difference would be Brandon Cooks doesn't have the diva off the field baggage that Odell Beckham Jr. brings in the, brings, but OBJ also is a much better player. So I can get it for New England standpoint. Look, they they don't they're not afraid of these kind of things. If they believe we got Tom, we got Bill, 
come on in here, buy into the Patriot way, the Patriot culture. It would be fascinating to see an Odell Beckham Jr. there. And they need that dynamic offensive weapon because obviously Julian Edelman's great within that system and him and Brady have an excellent relationship. But Julian Edelman isn't that game-breaker like an Odell Beckham Jr. is. They had it with Gronk, but with him now contemplating retirement and the injuries that are piling up for him. I got a tight end. I got a tight booty. An OBJ would catapult that offense to where it was potentially in 07, you know, when they were one of the statistically the greatest ever with a Randy Moss out there. It would be crazy to think what Brady and an OBJ could do together, even if it is just for two or three years. Yeah, no doubt. It would have been awesome, but now I don't see that end up happening. You see reports now from from Florio where, you know, one of the main sides of that whole report is that, you know, uh, the Patriots or the Giants were really thinking about, I mean, the Giants were really wanting to to move him, to move o- Odell Beckham Jr., but they didn't want to move him to the Patriots and have it just bite him in which the I rear get. end. Even though which they I own totally the Patriots. Understand. But you can you can you can see that the Gi- the Giants are down to get rid of this guy. And so now now they're talking about how the, the Niners are an option. San Francisco's the, the Rams, to him. The Rams could easily be an option. No with just way. With the way that they have been running their deal, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, but they got to be running out of money. Yeah, but you the pay Aaron guys Donald, on one-year deals. Jared Goff's about to come up. Yeah, sure. but Odell Beckham Jr. is not on a one-year deal. No, right? I know, I know. Like that might be but a guy Sue's that I think. But coming off the books. I think Talib's coming off the books. I don't know. They got They'll have yeah. a couple more. Yeah, true. Okay, Talib. But, but they're gonna have to pay Goff. Yes, and that's gonna kill you for sure. Um, but I think that's something to look for. Forty ers make a lot of sense. Where. Yeah, 49ers. But then you have the other thing where Antonio Brown, you know, Antonio Brown. But who would you want, 26-year-old Odell Beckham Jr. or 30, 31-year-old Antonio Brown? Oh, I'd definitely rather have, um, I guess, in terms of age, I'll take age reasons. And player, right? I'll take, I'll take Beckham for sure because at 26 years old, that's just a whole nother level. He's in the prime of his career. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'd rather, if I'm the Niners, yeah, I'd rather have Odell Beckham Jr. But it's interesting to think that both of those guys wanting to go there, I, I wouldn't imagine both of them end up there. So uh, we'll see how that goes, and I don't know. Do you want? We could talk about the Antonio Brown stuff. Um, Absolutely, I, I think that that's that situation but is we, going to be something to monitor. All obviously, I mean, that's just that's fascinating wild. how that's going to end up. And the thing that's crazy is, I mean, unless a team wows Pittsburgh with an offer, a big reason I believe Art Rooney's saying, "Look, AB, I need to meet meet with you here this week in Pittsburgh, or excuse me, in uh, Florida. Where are they? Are they in Miami?" Who? They're somewhere in Florida. Rooney. Antonio Brown? Yeah, oh, that's where they're going to meet. Yeah, that's probably where they're meet. I would imagine. I know Brown's a Miami guy. Yeah, all right. So there you go. They're going to be meeting there, boozing and schmoozing. But it's because financially there's not a lot of benefits for the Steelers. They cannot save much money at all. In fact, they're probably going to have to eat a lot of money, much like the Baltimore Ravens did moving Joe Flacco. So for them, they're sitting there. They want a first-round pick. I don't know if they're going to get one. No, I, well, I think it's it would be they're going to need the Raiders to do it. I think Oakland's yeah. the one team that would say, "Screw it." There's not a receiver we think that's going to be worth it. Twenty four or twenty seven is it, it's not an elite quarterback or wide receiver group this year. There's a lot of depth guys, second, third round guys, but not the creme de la creme. Wow, that's a surefire first round receiver. So, big reason the Cowboys traded for Amari Cooper. They went ahead and deemed that true as well. Yeah. Maybe the Raiders say bleep it. Here you go. We'll give you 24, 20, whatever their two of their first round picks are they got from the Cowboys and the Bears. We'll give you this for uh, Antonio Brown. Well, with Odell Beckham Jr. seemingly on the market, that, that doesn't make things easier for the Steelers in terms of getting rid of them at, at a price that they would prefer. Because now there's some, there's some other competition out there 
that other teams can look and say, yeah, we'll just turn our sights on Odell Beckham Jr. If you're, if you're going to force us to give you an arm and a leg for, for this older receiver who's had relationship issues. And I guess that's probably a good time to give you some of these tweets that he had. I mean, there's really just one main one. So he, so Antonio Brown on Twitter over the weekend basically just did like a ask me anything. The horrible look. <laughs> yeah, and he did, he did just answered 10 questions. And one of the questions was, who caused the conflict between you and Ben Roethlisberger? And this was Antonio Brown's response. No conflict, just a matter of respect, mutual respect. He has an owner mentality like he can call out anybody, including the coaches. Players know, but they can't say anything about it. Otherwise, their meal or they meal ticket gone. It's a dirty game within a game. Hashtag truth. So there's obviously some mad beef between Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger. I don't know if that can be remedied. I mean, I know they've had sort of an interesting relationship their entire careers together, just in terms of, you know, they'll go weeks at a time without even communicating with each other, really, other than what like whatever the bare minimum is for a quarterback and a receiver on a day-to-day basis. So, I mean, these guys have definitely reconciled before, but this seems much more public now than ever, and much more like Antonio Brown's like bleep this. But as you said, the Steelers just there's there's no real incentive for them trading him unless a team blows them away with an offer. Um but it, it's it's tough to imagine that that happens. So now Terrible we just situation. sit and wait and see how the heck this turns out. And you know, either way it's fireworks because if he gets traded, okay, awesome. This is an exciting thing. Antonio Brown on a new team. But if he doesn't, now we're still excited because it's Hit like Pittsburgh. Already. Yeah, this can is... he go back into that locker? room? Exactly. How do you go back into that locker room? That is the ultimate question. If he does not get traded, so and here's the deal with that mustache, with that blonde mustache he's got going on. I know I brought it up last week. He still has the damn thing, and it's killing me. Yeah, and it would dude, turn me away. That off. It would completely turn me away if I was another team. I wouldn't even take him on my team on my roster for free. I think right a lot now. of this is not even for free. Dan. Not even the mustache. Just the way that he has acted has to be extremely off-putting. No, for it's a lot the of mustache. Teams. But I will say, look, you got Odell Beckham Jr., you got Antonio Brown out there on the trade market. If you're a team that wants a, a wide receiver, we didn't even mention the New York Jets, who are now going all Darnold friendly. Maybe they want to go ahead and they're dumb enough to. No, they're their, getting Terrence Williams. What are you hat. talking about? Hey, yeah, Terrence Williams. They're, they're already getting their big fish. But Hollywood Brown had the Liz Frank surgery, one of the top wide receivers in this yeah. class. I mean, that's another reason. DK maybe, Metcalf looked like he's been shooting steroids oh, into his eyeballs. Metcalf looked. Reddit. Holy God. Oh, Should we that, talk about him? Is that second? photoshopped? Could we just have a moment of silence for, for a DK? A moment Metcalf? of silence? Just, a moment just, of just happy time? Baby. No, I know, but we just need to just honor him with a little bit of silence and just think about the beautiful body of DK Metcalf. It's not like he died. All right, that's good. I'm glad you did that for yourself. I needed that. Perfect. That thing came up on my timeline. And by that thing, I mean, because I'm not sure that he's a human. I mean, that looks like that came from a different... That, that's has been working space. out with Jalen Smith. That's extraterrestrial. Yes, this guy does not... The last thing he looks like is a wide receiver. I'll tell you that much. This guy, this unbelievable, man. He is huge. He is shredded. If you've ever seen David Boston, just it's new age David Boston, even more shredded, just insanity. I don't know how you can run a route being that big. Have you watched know. any of DK Metcalf? He stuffed all the muscle that you could possibly get in that body. He's not. He's a good player. 
No, he is a good player, but I don't know if he was the, even that big. He's like 6'4", 230. And he looks big in But he uniform. looks like he's really gotten even. I mean, if he was, if he he runs looked like well. that last year, not super I don't fast. know how these corners even I, – I would not line up against this guy. Oh, I'd run away. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this dude's uh, – he's built. And we'll, he hey, could be I, on the cover of any we'll bodybuilding magazine right now. And it's just crazy because he's a receiver. He's, and awesome. he's at an Ole Miss, right? Yep, That's right. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know how – you know, he doesn't seem like he's a top 10 pick kind of guy. He's not some surefire, no, guaranteed no. receiver, dominant dude. So, yeah, there's a couple guys on the market, Odell Beckham Jr. and Antonio Brown, and let's see if a team takes a swing. Now, obviously, uh, some other things went down. We know about the Flacco thing, and there's some ripple effects with that. Oh, goodness, the Flacco traded to Denver. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you think that that's a – what do you they're, – they're now going to the playoffs, right? They got themselves their guy. Well, I, I wouldn't say – Great move so by Elway. Gosh, John. Oh, Super Bowl. John Elway, GM of the year. I mean, just <laughs> he just sneaks up yes. like that out of nowhere, like the snakey. Yeah, it, we, we're going the the veteran route. Would they get Jake the Snake Plumber? Oh yeah, well, yeah that that right. wasn't a John Elway move, but this is kind of what they like to do. This is the Broncos play. It worked with Peyton Manning, lightning in a bottle. Shake, shake, shake. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Now they go get Case Keenum last year. We're paying. What are they paying? Case Keenum seventeen mil, eighteen mil, and now Something they got like Flacco at about the same. Yeah, this is brilliant. Yeah, they're doing so, good. This stuff is gonna down work somehow, some way. It's gonna work. Yeah, I'm happy for them. No, listen, if you're if you're a Denver Bronco fan right now, you are as excited as you've been in years. John Elway as a player doesn't even come close to John Elway the GM. Right, this guy's just hitting homer after homer, and Flacco's the latest one. So, congrats to the Broncos. The ripple effect to that is the poor Redskins, man. The Redskins were this close to being the home run hitters. Yeah, they were about to get that Flacco in a Redskins uniform. Man, the Flacco's never LA been to a Pro comes Bowl. Sliding in and says, "No, sir, the Super Bowl's ours this year. Yeah. Not you, Washington." Sorry, On guys. to the next. So they turn their sights to what might be a Ryan Tannehill. What? Yeah. Yes. This That's is what awesome I'm reading. News. That is incredible. So happy about this. I'm happy because I have one friend who's a Washington Redskins fan who I will allow to remain nameless because how I embarrassing is that? Is. And it would just be so awesome if if he has to sit through a season of Tannehill uh, just for one year. He'll get to he'll get to live my life of what I've lived for is over a, half a decade. At that this would point. just be the, it. Would be beautiful. Oh, I'd love it. And here's the deal, Ryan Tannehill. Right now, I don't know if Miami can get anything for him. If Washington really wants him bad enough to trade for him, I mean, I'm sure they could get hey, him for. They might be anything, in luck because the Redskins are dumb enough to give you something high, a fifth round pick, maybe even, even a like, third. We'll take anything. Because the thing about Tannehill is his contract, though he's still under a contract for like another three years, there's only one more year that's guaranteed. So it's basically one year, and then you can cut him after that, and no harm, no Perfect foul. for the Redskins. They well, love perfect. that. If oh, you draft your that. quarterback this year, he can sit behind Tannehill for a little while. He can be a bridge guy, whatever it is. Tannehill can just be a one-year guy for you. I hope you. he ends up staying there forever. I want him to be there full-time, yeah, as a long-term Cowboys fan, franchise I'm sure you quarterback. Love that. Now, here's the thing. I would kind of love to see Tannehill. Oh, God. <laughs> you just got something to fly into your mouth there? Holy hell. Oh, my body, that's geez. how my body reacts when I say the word Tannehill. I Start just, getting physically ill? I literally become sick. Yeah, um, I don't blame you. Wow. Uh, I, what I was saying was, if Tannehill has Who? a career day in a Redskin uniform against the Cowboys, I will have to tell you, it wouldn't be the most upsetting thing in the world to me. It would be a bit comical. I'd feel bad for you. There would be empathy. Why would you even say that? But it would be a little Why bit comical. Why would you even put that into the universe? Just one of the games. God, you, you play him twice. Bleephole. The second game, you dominate him. Pardon my French, but you're an ass. 
you know, you probably injure him here. in the second quarter. But that first game, Tannehill just has, you know, a game for the ages. Going to have to run all over the place. A good enough game that buys him a second contract with a team next offseason after the Redskins cut him. All because he had a one good game. Great game against Not the good. Cowboys. I'm talking about great. The Cowboys against the top Dallas three football defense Cowboys with Earl Bleepin Thomas. Yeah, with Earl Thomas and 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 Kinsu, as, as Walchuk has has crafted for his defense in the offseason. Ryan Daniel can't pick comes the best. to play, baby. Yeah, that would be that would be something, huh? Yeah, I would literally hit you in the face if that were to ever happen. All right. Um, whew, where should we go from here? Because well, I let's feel keep like the quarterback talk. Rolling. Let's keep the quarterback talk. Can we do some Kyler? We can do some Kyler. Should we do some Kyler conversation? Excellent. Yeah, so good old Kyler Murray. That's another thing that happened uh, last week. Kyler goes ahead and says, "Yep, I'm coming." I'm entering the draft. Everything's good. I'm going to go to the Combine. Now he's not sure if he's going to throw at the Combine. Hope to God he runs. He better run. Yeah, so basically I think he should throw. Has seemingly committed to the NFL. He's playing quarterback. He's he's the man. He's coming out. He says, ah, I love football. I want to be a quarterback. And uh, if he now if he's not gonna he's gonna go to the combine so going he, to the he's combine. going to the combine we're gonna get all his measurements oh, you know five physically foot nine and a half he's going to get the interviews which is going to be a huge topic of discussion with him based how on does how he that, interview is it better than what he did on Dan Patrick's show yeah, and he's got a, he's got a dad who's basically like his dad his right hand man What's, he's like similar to Levar Ball and supposedly not the most likable guy that is so annoying I'm not gonna say that but I'm gonna say that you just I've heard he's it. not the most likable guy uh his father so the whole interview process is going to be interesting for him but if he doesn't throw that's disappointing though I know he can throw with the best of them um if he runs he should run I mean if he's if he's not he gonna run, run or throw yeah, absolutely what the bleep are you doing here Kyler just um, interview but he said, now I don't know if you heard this, but he said he hasn't been timed in a 40 in, the, in a couple of years, but the last time he did it was a 4-3, and he says he's faster now. So, you know, I guess we should be expecting in the 4-2s I would he expect runs. at least in the 4-3s. I mean, that's insane. I was thinking, in my mind, I was thinking just like, you know, 4-4 four, four something. If but he were if he to run in the 4-3s, four threes, good God. People are going to lose their mind. Yes. And I'm telling you, I know, and, and I was a Rosen guy last year. I liked Josh Rosen. I thought Josh Rosen, he was my number one quarterback of the class last year, and it was a very difficult class to pinpoint. I like Darnold, too, but Rosen was my number one. And if you're the Cardinals, I get that. I mean, you pick Josh Rosen. But if there's a team out there that wants Josh Rosen, I don't think there's a better fit for Kyler Murray than with the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, that would be heavenly. You have Cliff Kingsbury. It, it'd literally be we, we'd finally get to see the college offense and how it can succeed or fail in the pros. Because that's what they're doing. And you know Cliff would would try and get the best out of Kyler in terms of play calling, the designs. They're going to utilize his skill set to the fullest. The receiver position is something they need to improve. I like Christian Kirk, uh, Larry Fitzgerald aging. They'd have to go ahead and get some more weapons. But much like Patrick Mahomes, I Mahomes talent-wise, it seems like he would have been good anywhere. He's just... He's Pat Mahomes. Yeah, he's the, next The dude level. is the next era of NFL quarterback. But him landing in Kansas City with Andy Reid and the Chiefs was a perfect spot. I don't know that he would have been as instantaneously successful to the degree that which he is 
if he had have landed anywhere else. Sure. It's a perfect marriage in Kansas City. For Kyler Murray, I think a perfect marriage for him is under Cliff in Arizona with the Cardinals, and they can go ahead and just wreck the NFL together. Yeah, that, We'll if, see if it works. If I'm Arizona, I'm doing that because I feel great about Kyler, so I would do that. I would you know, get what I can value-wise for uh, for Rosen, and then I would – or, I mean, even even if you don't do that, hell, you could keep Rosen, start Rosen, see how he is, and let Murray do what Pat Mahomes did, which is sit for a year. And, and you just talked about how much that probably benefited – uh, Mahomes, it would probably have the same benefits for a guy like Kyler Murray. Why not? Who says you have to trade either one of them? Get two studs, yeah, and one of them's no, going to turn out. Absolutely. Gives you a better chance. And then get rid of the other guy. I mean, who's to say you even have to trade Rosen? But if you're going to do it and you want to trade Rosen, I'm fine with it. Go get Kyler Murray at number one overall. I think Murray's going to be a stud. I do think he should sit for a little while, especially if your offensive line is a bunch of crap. Um, and it is. Theirs is not good. You do right, have yeah, I Johnson. Ex- I didn't anticipate their offensive line over being that overly offensive good. Talent. But I'm with you. Under Cliff Kingsbury, that's probably the best case scenario for him. I, I would imagine. I mean, that would be that would be extremely fun. And I'm with you. If I'm if I'm Arizona, I would certainly be down to do that kind of thing. Even though they've sort of come out and acted like uh, Rosen's their guy, which doesn't well, what are really they mean anything. Yeah, they've it got really doesn't to mean anything. So, but but then it comes to okay, what are they going to do? I've I've seen the Odell Beckham thing floated around. They trade him with the Giants. Rosen goes to the Giants for Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, if it was just straight up, and I'm the Cardinals, wow, that'd be in, I am that'd all be, in, baby. That'd be great. I but mean, I'm if you're the Giants, I think that's great for both teams. But what I'm not doing is if I'm the Giants, giving I'm not six? giving up. I'm not giving up six, the six overall pick. What about thirty six? Plus Odell Beckham Jr. What about thirty six? What if just they said for Rosen? What if they, well, okay, so it's quarterback. So I, I do think sometimes you can get more for quarterbacks. You look at what it takes to Not trade for up an unproven into the top one. ten. No, true. I mean, I, I think Odell Beckham Jr., who should get a first round pick in his own right, plus six for Rosen. You're right. Is too much. Insane. It's too much. I'd but rather what just it, draft what if they were to say, and keep freaking Beckham yeah, Jr. There you go. And, and I don't know what the Giants value Rosen. And, you know, last year they clearly passed on him. They passed on all the quarterbacks to get Barkley. They didn't think he was better than Barkley. But I don't know where they had Rosen in terms of the quarterbacks on their board. If they had Rosen as the best guy or the second-best guy and Arizona calls me and says, hey, we'll give you him for Odell Beckham and they want to get rid of Odell Beckham Jr. that badly, I'd 100% make that move if I'm New York. Oh, straight up, Beckham for Rosen? 100%. Let's do if that. I'm, if I'm the Giants, I'm doing it. And if I'm uh, if I'm the Cardinals, I'm for sure doing it. That would be awesome. And then you, and you draft Kyler. Murray. And you've and got Christian good. Kirk, OBJ, Fitz for a year. Let's go have some fun. David Johnson. The rest of your draft should be all offensive line. And that's if you're in on Rosen. Now, me personally, I'm if I'm the Giants, I actually like Haskins more than Rosen. I would keep Haskins right. and do a different deal, maybe with the 49ers uh, and getting rid of Beckham if that's really something I want to do. But I would rather personally have Haskins over Rosen. But if the Giants feel like Rosen's their guy, which I kind of feel it's hard to believe because they took a running back over him just last year. Yeah, I do too. Uh, you know, so... Uh, you know, if but if they're if they like Rosen, then great, good for them. I think it's a great deal for the Cardinals, though, because you get Murray and then you give them a stud receiver and Odell Beckham Jr. to start things off. That's that's nice. What did you hear about the uh, Dolphins' interest in in a Rosen during the draft last year? Uh, I mean they they didn't trade up for him. I mean, granted, he got picked. A, he a he pick went to ahead ten. He us. was almost slipping to him. Yeah, he he got picked just ahead of us, but it wasn't like we liked him enough to want to move up just a couple of picks. It wasn't yeah. like he had to go up into the top five yeah. at that point. Gotcha. So we obviously like Fitzpatrick more 
Um, and I think they were just so-so. But now it's a completely different, besides Chris, Chris Greer, who's our GM, but everybody else is different there. So it's not even like there's a lot of the same guys who if they were all in on Rosen, it would really matter anymore. So I don't really know what this current regime feels uh, about any of the quarterbacks. It's fascinating. Kyler Murray and Antonio Brown, the two most polarizing names in the NFL this offseason, without question for me. Yeah. and Where and, do those two end up? Yeah, And even if it's A.B. staying in Pittsburgh, how in the world does that play out, him going back to that locker room? And uh, Lincoln Riley has had some some stuff come out this week talking about Kyler Murray. He's been interviewed by a handful of people, and he's talked about how the size did not affect his play calling and his scheme really at all. The only thing I would disagree there is their offensive line did have some pretty wide splits out there at Oklahoma. You know, and which well, I and think they had the best offensive line. Not only did they have the best offensive line, but they just they started off, they weren't like foot-to-foot. They were pretty wide to start things off, which just created natural passing lanes, gotcha. I think, for Kyler. But at the same time, if you did that in the NFL, you're going to get in trouble. Teams are going to freaking, you know, they're going to blow those gaps up. They'll double A gap you all night. They'll do all sorts of things to, to screw that up. So you can't really do that in the NFL. But according to Lincoln Riley, he, he didn't do anything different. Size didn't matter. It didn't matter with Baker. And it, he said it didn't matter with Kyler Murray. They, you know, stayed in the pocket. He said 85 to 90% of his throws were from the pocket. Yeah, According and, to and there's Riley. been Gil Brand and, and some other high-profile NFL draft scouts have all been tweeting and posting articles about, you know, Kyler Murray's batted-down passes. I think it's five. It was five, maybe. And compared to the other quarterbacks that are in this draft class, and he's one of the least. I mean, you got, like, Daniel Jones had 12, I think it was, who's six foot four, your prototype NFL quarterback body. So the correlation between being too small and not being able to get the ball over the line of scrimmage or see over the line of scrimmage clearly over the last few years has been proven inaccurate. That's not necessarily something that is a detriment when you're going to be an NFL quarterback. For me, I'm done doubting Kyler Murray. Look, I've said it time and time again. I will be fascinated to see what it'll be like for him to go to a team and not have the best offensive line at the level that he's playing in in front of him, and how does he go about handling that? But I think he answered a lot of those questions in the second half against Alabama. Whether you want to say Alabama took the foot off the gas or not, Kyler was still very impressive in getting Oklahoma back in that football game and facing a lot of adversity. He struggled in that first quarter and a half and was able to pick himself back up, take a couple big licks, which I think we needed to see if he could handle and come back up. He showed a lot of poise, really impressed me in that football game. Yeah, he he had some unbelievable throws in that in that game, and he's had unbelievable throws all season. The dude's a stud. You talk about Pat Mahomes, he's really the closest thing. Not that Pat Mahomes has been here forever, but he's the closest thing we've seen to Pat Mahomes you know, at really at all. So the, the dude's a stud. I'm all in on him. And if you the know Cardinals that's big on me to say because I've been anti-Kyler. You have. You have. I mean, he live, we live not far from, uh, well, you versed him or your team versed yeah, him in high we, school. Yeah, my, my like high school. right down the dang street My alumni, they play his alumni every single year. I mean, so we're, we're always goes in way the same back district. with Kyler, and he has uh, not been a fan of his just because, really, he's tormented his team's for his entire life, basically. Which is why I just have such a fear he's going to land in the NFC East. Yeah, that's true. He's going to go end up with the Redskins or something. Yeah, I can I would see hate it. That. I can see it. But he's not falling out of the top ten. Lincoln Riley said he'd be surprised if he was not picked in the top five. Um, so, and here's the deal. Say what you want. We've heard coaches. I've heard Brian Kelly, you know, talk crap about one of his quarterbacks. So, it's not like all these quarterbacks that are coming out of their college coach has to say all these great things about him. We've heard Brian Kelly Rip, who, who I don't remember whoever it was. Uh, Hunley, was it Hunley? Or no, no, no oh, it wasn't Brent Hunley. Hunley. No, 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 it wasn't Hunley. It was, uh, gosh, dang it, 
Can't remember his freaking name now. He went to Notre Dame. He was number seven. He was a big dude. I don't know. He was but number seven. He was a big dude. I think so. Oh, but oh uh, Kaiser. I, Kaiser. Yes. John yes, Kaiser. Kaiser. Yeah. Thank you. Brian Kelly was not high on him, even though that was his college coach when he was well, coming Brian out. Brian Kelly's draft. known for being a bit of a jerk. Yeah. And when you talk about coaches with red faces, he's in the Hall of Fame. Like, you do love that. Um, Kyler Murray, absolute stud. I can't wait to see what he ends up doing at the Combine. As much as we talk about the size and the on-field things, I think the things that we don't see of Kyler Murray, which is the interviews, all that kind of stuff, that's going to be the most important thing. No doubt. On the football field, the dude's got it. You know, However you want to define it, he's clearly got it. He's a playmaker. Uh, People seem to love playing with him. He gets the job done. But how does he interview? It'll be fascinating to hear what teams have to say. I'm excited. I can't wait. It's going to be a beautiful time. We're, we're just days away from the Combine at this point. Yeah. Like just over a week. We'll get into the Combine next week here on the show on the Nosebleed Seats podcast. The show everyone can afford to listen to. Always lots of moving parts going on in the NFL. we got franchise tags coming out. Make sure you go to ProFootballNetwork.com. We'll have all the headlines, all the articles. Our team out there doing fantastic work. And check out all the rest of the podcasts here on the Pro Football Network. Tomorrow, it's the Evil Empire podcast with David McGrath. We got Kai Chisholm, Eric doing beautiful things. And then, of course, we got the new pod on Mondays. We got lots of beautiful stuff happening here on the Pro Football Network and on the Nosebleed Seats podcast. George Templeton with the future is now, by the way. That's the one on Mondays. So, Chi? Yep. How you feel? You feel good? I feel great. Any final thoughts? I think we're wrapping it. A final thought is basically, uh, you know, just that I love you, and I love football, and I love the Pro Football Network. Gosh, I love all of those things. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody. Come poised. Thank you. Bye-bye.